it looks like we should be having a talk right about now. This series that you're watching right now, which started back in August of 2022, in which I look at six metrics, six indicators that historically have shown to give us a, a clue as to whether a correction is finished, whether the markets have bottomed out or not, the signs have been leading towards no. Now, since it started, we did see a pullback uh, till October of that year. We saw another little bit of a pullback in December. But again, as I said right from the first videos, I don't know if we've reached the bottom of the market or not. Only time will ultimately tell. What I'm doing here is I'm assessing data based on history using that data to help me draw some conclusions. Now, there is this mindset out there. There's this thought process that, that this time it's different. And I've been through that this time it's different feeling before. I felt it. Uh, tinges of it back in the day. If in fact, this time for the first time is in fact different, if that is true, then what we've been looking at here will prove to have been inaccurate. The clues will have changed and maybe we'll have to start looking at new metrics when we do this assessment going forward. In the meantime though, until that's confirmed, uh, I'm going to rely personally on this type of information as I manage my investment portfolio. I was asked by way of a comment a couple of videos ago, or it wasn't really a question, it was more of a comment. The, the, the comment was that it looks, Mark, like you have an opinion and you're, you're looking for data to back that up. In other words, you're trying to verify what you are, what you feel uh, to sort of, you know, that the, uh, the bias towards looking for stuff to support your, your argument. From the bottom of my heart, I'm exactly the opposite to that, right? I'm looking at data and I'm drawing my conclusion from that data. To me, that's the only way to do it. If you, it's a fool's game to start looking for, for data that, that uh, just backs up what you wanted to say. Now, at some point, if we continue down this series, if we continue looking at these same data points, more of them are going to start flashing green. That's just the way it is. If we look back to previous real recoveries, eventually these will probably all flash green. In the meantime, though, it's not up to me to dictate those numbers. Um, they are what they are. I'm going through looking at them. And if you find value in this information, then I, I uh, encourage you to follow along. If you don't find value in the information, well, I'll wish you all the best and, uh, you know, maybe pick, check some of our other videos out. So that said, let's go through the update here. It is June of 2023. And at the last update, you'll recall that everything prior, subsequent to the previous update, was up all the major indices and if we look since then everything is up again we can look at this current chart which shows the nasdaq you know up almost 11 percent since the last update we see the s p 500 up seven percent with you see the dow um, up percent and a half even the tsx although not a big gain it is seeping into positive territory now if we look at our one-year number we can really see the strong gains that we've had down the right-hand side there since then. I mean, look at that NASDAQ, it's just on fire. Very strong performance from both the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrials since then as well. We can also on this chart kind of have a look back at those October lows that a lot of people are referring to now. And then of course with the NASDAQ specifically back in January of 2023, where the, the, the market may have bottomed out at that point and it's been on a tremendous bull run since then. Only time will tell. In the video today, like we always do, we're gonna to go through these six metrics. 
assess each one, and I'm going to offer my verdict as to what they're telling us. And there's a little bit of a change uh, in some of them for this time around. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed the video. We're going to start, as we always do, with the yield curve inversion. So the key here is this to me. If there is a recession to come, whether it's mild, whether it's deep, uh, the bottom hasn't been reached, or at a minimum, there will be a correction. So whether that correction takes us back to those October lows of last year, or whether it takes us a good chunk of the way down there, I don't know. But either way, the point is that we will see negative downward movement um, in the stock market. The inverted yield curve will usually precede that recession. So when we looked at this last month, the U.S. 10-year three-month line here, on the, uh, indicated by the blue line, and the 10-year, two-year orange line were both in negative territory. And we can see that they have been since around November of 2022. When we look at those same numbers today, you will see there's no change. They're both into negative territory, considerably into negative territory. So they're, there's, they're not like flirting um, with negative territory. They're there. So the curves we would expect, using history as a guide, to go positive first then we would see that bottom or that correction following that. Today, with both of these metrics so deeply into negative territory, I don't have a choice. If I, I don't care what I want. I'd love for the markets to go up. But if the uh, these numbers are telling me, no, we haven't seen the worst of the market yet. We're, there's some more pain to come. So I'm going to give uh, my verdict for this month with a no um, in this category. Now, I would like to move on to the moving averages that we look at every month. When we look at it today, it is definitely in a range of holding above that moving average. Since late March, as a matter of fact, that number has gone above and held. Unlike it had in the previous few months where it had gone up and down, up and down, up and down, there seems to be a lot more decisiveness in the market right now. And we see a strong gap there above the moving average. If we look at the NASDAQ, we haven't traditionally looked at that during this series, but if we do look at the NASDAQ since early March, we see a carbon copy of that. In fact, actually, it's a little bit stronger uh, movement above the moving average there. So what is my verdict, my result for this month? Well, last month, I had said that maybe, this was sort of the maybe camp. There was no strong signals either way. And I said, let's wait one more month and see what happens. Well, we've waited that month now. And we've seen not only holding above the average, we've seen gains above that as well. So this is one of the examples where this indicator in and of itself in isolation is flashing green. It's saying, yes, if we use history as a guide, use this metric, it looks like the markets will be moving in a, in a positive direction. And I get it, this conflicts with what I just talked about with the yield curves. Yield curves are negative. They're saying, no, this moving average assessment is saying, yes, we have. So um, that's so my assessment for this, for this uh, time period, for this month is yes, this metric is showing above. So we have a no and we have a yes. And the key here is this. We're looking for more than you know, one yes or more than one no. We're looking for these numbers in aggregate and tell a picture. It's like a, like a puzzle. These are all pieces. At the end of the puzzle, we'll look together to see what kind of picture it shows. So we have a no and we have a yes. The next metric that we look at is the volatility index. And this is the VIX. And this measures market uncertainty, often referred to as the fear index. In May, the last time we looked at it, it was trading in a range which would indicate that the market is very comfortable with where things are. Very much not expecting um, the markets to drop significantly. We can see how that long-term average is in that 20 range. We can see the VIX was trading uh, comfortably below there. 
Well, as you might expect, with the markets having gone up as much as they have since that time, again, since the last update, the numbers are again even lower than they were. We can see the VIX currently trading at around the 14 number. So this tells me that the market is very happy, very comfortable out, uh, out there. My verdict last month was a, a very cautious maybe. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, this might be sustained here, but I'm cautious about it. I'm flipping that this month. I'm moving and I'm saying what I'm seeing today is a very, very cautious yes. If we look at this metric and say that the market, the, the investors out there are putting money into the market. So we're, we're that's a bullish aspect, right? And we're seeing that sustained calmness in the markets. This in isolation is saying yes, that investors are comfortable. They're going to keep investing. They're going to keep buying. So the market will be going up. Interesting little twist of the tail this month. Next number we look at, the fourth metric, is U.S. continuing jobless claims. And in this, in this metric here, the new applications will fall for the first time since the bear market began. Hopefully that makes sense. If the, if the markets are looking very comfortable, the economy is doing well, which it is for the most part, you're going to see jobless claims de, um, decline. Starting October of last year, we can see that there has been a slow ticking upwards, upwards, upwards during that time period. And more recently, a bit of a flattening. Well, as I said, we want to see a drop in those numbers. We want to see that number come down. If we look at today's chart, at best, I would say, things are flattening. A little bit movement up and down either way. If we look at sort of the more recent trend, I'm going to call that a, a flat pattern there. In the U.S. Department of Labor's news release, their most recent news release, they state the following. In the week ending June 10th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 262,000, unchanged from the previous week's revised levels. The key here to me, and I've talked about this in previous videos, is the four-week moving average. In this case, the most recent numbers, the four-week moving average was 246,750, which was an increase of 9,250 from the previous week's revised average. Importantly here, this is the highest level for this average since November 20th, 2021, when it was 249,250. So we're going back a fair ways there. And as we can see on this chart, the current data on the right, if we go back and follow that uh, green line across, we can see the last time it breached above that was in fact November of 2021. So my interpretation here, uh, well, last month, I had said, uh, I, I, this also fell into the, the, the not really, but maybe cap. I really want to see that number decline. Based on what I'm seeing here today, the answer is no. This is saying to me, no. So I'm just going to accept that. I'm not going to second guess it. I'm just going to interpret it the way it's sort of meant to be interpreted. And I'm going to say no. The fifth metric that we look at, which is called the Baltic Dry Index. And this is a metric that who knows, or this is a measurement that at some point may become irrelevant or certainly less relevant because of the way that the, the, the supply chain is being restructured in light of the, of the COVID pandemic. But to me, it's still a, a valid number to look at. We can see on the last uh, time we looked at this, it had settled into that range. I mean, pretty clear range there since early March running right through to uh, to the end of last month or to the middle of last month, which was the, the report I did. Since then, we saw a downward movement 
and then more recently, again, a bit of a tick up. Uh, Marine Link, which is a publication, an online publication, which talks specifically about this industry. You can see in their June 2nd publication, they said the Baltic Exchange's main sea freight index extended losses for the 16th straight session on Friday and were on track for its biggest weekly decline since early January. So that wasn't positive news by any stretch of the imagination. And yet we have seen the numbers tick up a little bit since then. So this is kind of sending a lot of mixed signals. There's nothing firm that's jumping out at me saying you can draw a really strong conclusion either way. So my my verdict for this month will stay the same as last month, which was maybe. And I'm maintaining that maybe for this uh, time period as well. So the last metric we look at here is the PMI. So this is another recession related metric. And obviously... If the, if the economy is, is, is growing, that's a strong sign for a bullish market. Less likely we're going to be going into a recession. So just as a quick reminder on this metric here on the PMI, if the number comes in above 50, it's a sign that the manufacturing segment of the economy is expanding. If it's below 50, it means that that seg uh, segment of the economy is contracting. The latest numbers are in for April. The latest numbers are in for May, rather. In April, the numbers were 47.1%. In May, the numbers went down slightly, came in at 46.9%. Now, the Institute for Supply Management, on their website, you can look at it, it says, the U.S. manufacturing sector contracted in May as the manufacturing PMI registered 46.9%, 0.2 percentage points lower than the reading of 47.1% recorded in April. And you can see by this chart here that the numbers have come down over the last number of months. In their commentary, they say, this is the seventh month of contraction and continuation of a downward trend that began in June of 2022. So the seventh consecutive month of contracting economy, the uh, PMI. I I'm wondering how can that possibly be good news for the economy? I get it. The markets have been strong. The, the, the bulls are running the show right now. But the question I have is, is the market today really reflecting reality? And when we look at these numbers here, um, certainly, again, using history as a guide, a, a contracting economy is not typically good for the markets. So I'm looking at another slight decline here. Uh, last month, I had said uh, maybe uh, the PMI. And just because of the indecisiveness of it here, it's not like crashing, crashing. It's, it's not to me a hard no. I'm going to leave that in that wishy-washy maybe section as well. And like I said earlier, these numbers will be what they will be. Well, I mean, clearly my interpretation is saying yes or no. And each person can do that, uh, you know, interpret them for your own, um, you know, to your own, how you manage your portfolio or however you decide to do that. But the numbers are the numbers. And then I'll just go, that's what they're telling me. So let's summarize. In this episode, we have the yield curve, which is to me saying no. We have the moving average, which for the first time has clipped them into the yes category. The VIX is telling me yes, boggles my mind, but that's what the numbers are saying. Jobless claims are saying no. The BDI, the Baltic Dry Index, is saying maybe, and the PMI is saying maybe as well. So for the first time ever, we have two yeses. We have even one yes, but we have two yeses, we have two no's, and we have two maybes. That's certainly the most positive numbers yet that we've seen come out of this whole exercise of going through these, um, through these metrics here on a monthly basis. Despite these recent gains, my opinion is I still haven't seen enough to convince me. And I get it that maybe is not a very popular stance. I mean, we'd, we'd 
most of us would love to see this this uh, uncertainty behind us. So I get it, but I'm not really here to be popular. I'm here just to share these numbers with you. And this is one of the processes that I go through when I'm managing my own investments. So if you, you know, like I say, uh, hopefully you get some, some information out of it that you may not have had before. And I'll do the math every month and keep things up to date for you here. As always, you cannot though rely on just this information. You can't rely on my opinion only. Um, just take it, tweak it, you know, use it for whatever your own purposes are to make your own investment decisions. Now we're almost at the end of Q2. Uh, the next time I come back uh, with this report, uh, closer to the middle or third week of July, we'll have the new numbers. It also will be the end of the, the quarter, January, February, March, April, May, June. So uh, I, I do a series as well. I've started a series last quarter, which gives us a broader overview of uh, a lot more numbers, a lot more metrics, a lot more information than this. So I will uh, invite you to check that quarterly review when it comes out, probably in a couple of weeks. If you wanted to go back and watch the first one to set the baseline for that, I will put a link at the end of this video here. You can check on that as well. I will put a link for our investing academy in the description of this video below. As always, I thank you so much for watching the video and I do look forward to seeing you in the next video.